Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nasoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you would be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's word. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. I'm always excited when we have this time together. And I believe I'm making friends in the far that I may never see in this side of heaven, but we're going to meet someday in, in heaven. And you will say, oh, I listened to you that very day. I didn't know you in person on this earth, but I was always blessed when you taught the word. Let's pray again together, please. Father, we just thank you and bless and praise you, Lord God, for your great love for us and for your wonderful, wonderful things you have in store for us today. Let it be a blessing to all watching. Anoint me and use me to speak to your people, Lord, today. Thank you, wonderful Savior. Thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, one of the major themes in all of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, is that uh, we as humans lost our way. We lost our way through sin. And so God, even in the Old Testament, God was called the shepherd of Israel. You remember there in the Psalm 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So all through the Bible, God was seen as a shepherd of his people. He is one of the watches over, protects, preserves, you know, and guides and instructs and teaches and, and defends. The Lord said, I'm the good shepherd. I'm not the hireling. The hireling sees the, the wolves coming and run away. But the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So all through the whole Bible, both in the Old and the New Testament, God is portrayed as the shepherd of his people. And so, uh, again, we as humans are portrayed in the Bible as sheep that has gone astray. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. They were talking about the story of the hundred sheep and one got lost. The one was left the sheepfold and went on his way. Well, the Lord is our good shepherd and he had to go and bring that sheep back. Again, we see there in the book of Isaiah 53 and it says these words, and all we like sheep have gone astray and the Lord had laid on him, that is Jesus Christ, the iniquity of us all. Isaiah 53 and verse 6, all we, not some, all of us, every human, we all came through Adam and Eve. No human came from any other way. We all came through that one Adam and Eve door into the wall. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. That means he laid on Christ on the cross, the sins for our trespasses, for all the iniquity. That means a sin and its consequences. The consequences of going astray. The consequences of missing the mark. And so Jesus had to pay on the cross the full consequences of all our trespasses and transgression. Any step we take out of the way 
is a sin. Any step you take, it's not a matter of what you do, if you did a good thing, if you're a good man or a bad man or whatever. The only thing you need to be do to be a sinner uh, is to be out of the way, just to go on your own way. People always say, I have my own way. I have my own way. God said, your way is not my way. As heaven is above the earth, so are my ways above your ways. So our Lord Jesus Christ, as our shepherd, came down here on earth to bring you and I back into the way which God have ordered for us. David in the book of Psalms says, order my steps in your word. Order my steps in your path. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So Jesus is a good shepherd. And in there in John chapter 10, he says these words, 10 and um, 10 verse 1, he says, Very, very, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Anyone that does not enter in through the door into the sheepfold. I don't know if you have ever seen sheep before. Some of you only see sheep on the on the television, you know, you've never seen a real live sheep. <laughs> I, I was grown up there in Africa and I know what sheepfold means. You know, you have a place where the sheep are kept, it's called a sheep pen. That's where they eat, that's where they play. Unless once in a while you open that sheepfold, that open the, the door or whatever they get and bring them out and take them out of the open field, they graze, and then you bring them back again to the sheepfold, to the, to the, to the sheep pen, as we call it in English. So the Lord is saying here that any person, anyone who tried to enter into this sheepfold without going through what? Through the door. That person is what? Is a thief and a robber. Jesus is our shepherd. Whenever we are born again, we give our heart to Jesus Christ. We receive him as our Lord and Savior by repenting from our sins. We enter into that sheepfold. Whether you are Jew or Gentile, whether you are black or white, whether you are uh, poor or rich, no matter where you are or how, where you were born, whether you are in China or in India, no matter your background, whenever you give your heart to Jesus Christ, you enter into that very sheepfold. The Lord said that there will be one sheepfold and one shepherd. But he's saying here that anyone who enter into the sheepfold Without going through the door, the same is a thief and a robber. The sheepfold. Well, you may say today, I am a sheep of Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. That means you, have, you are in the sheepfold. And I ask you today, how did you get in to the sheepfold? Did you get in through the door? Now, you may say, oh, yeah, I got in through the door. What is the door to the sheepfold? Well, if you remember there in Matthew 7, the Lord Jesus said, the gate to life is narrow. And if you enter by it, he said, but enter in by the straight door, for narrow is the gate that leads to life. And there are many, if I didn't, Matthew chapter 7, verse, uh, verse um, 13, he says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. 
because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be find it. What is that gate to the sheepfold? That gate is a gate of repentance from sin. Have you ever been convicted of your sins? Have you ever realized that I am a sinner? I am lost. I am on my way to hell. It is repentance. It is being born again, born of the Spirit, born of the Word. Any person who says that he is in the sheepfold or has said claims that Christ is his shepherd and that I am in the sheepfold but have never entered in through the door of repentance. The door of salvation. The door of being born again. That person is not saved. That person is not born again. That person is not a genuine sheep of Jesus Christ. Because every sheep must enter in through the sheepfold. And we have many people today, they said, uh, I ask them, are, are you born again? Are you saved? You say, I'm Catholic. Are you born again? Are you saved? Uh, uh, have you repented of your sin? Have you received God's word? I am Baptist. I am Pravoslav. I am Jehovah Witness. I am Mormon. That's not the sheepfold. Mormonism is not the sheepfold. Pentecostal charismatic is not the sheepfold. Your church name, whatever name it is called, is not the sheepfold. The sheepfold is the fold of all who are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Of all who have heard the gospel, repented from their sins, given their heart to Jesus Christ, and they are born again. Some people say, well, I'm baptized, you know, so I'm, the Lord is my shepherd. I am in the sheepfold. No, no, no. Here on the day of Pentecost in, in Acts chapter 2, and uh, the Bible says in verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and they filled all the house where they were seated. And they appeared unto them cloven like as of fire, and he sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men of, out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noise abroad, the crowd came together and were confounded because that they had every man speak in their own language. And they were all amazed and marveled saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how, we, how hear we every man in our own tongue wherever we are born? Okay, look at what happened. In verse 14 it says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. He began now to explain to the people, that gathered together, what actually have happened. It says again in verse 16, For this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, said God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now, he went on to explain what have happened, how that Christ has come and have died on the cross for our sins and risen again from the dead and ascended to heaven and now has sent down the Holy Ghost. He began to explain to them that this Christ 
who was prophesied. This Messiah, whom all the prophets spoke about in the Old Testament. This promised Messiah, who is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, have come, have been crucified, have been buried, have risen from the dead. He's now in heaven and has sent down the Holy Ghost. He has paid with his own blood the sin for the sin of the human race. That anyone who repent from their sins and give their heart to Jesus Christ will be saved. And so he continued to speak. And then in verse 38, he said, then verse 37 said, Now when they heard this, they were touched deeply in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? I mean, how do we join you? How do we become one of you? How do we join the sheepfold? How do we now become the sheep of Jesus Christ? Peter said to them in verse 38, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What is the gate? The gate of repentance. A heartfelt remorse, a turnaround, a change in the way of thinking and seeing and living and behaving. A total abhorrence of all our sinful past. A day in your life where you cross, you say, listen, today, I give up. Today, I turn to God with my whole heart. Today, I repent from all my sins. I'm not going to be going on my own way. I turn today to the way of the Lord and give my life to him. Follow him as his sheep from today. I choose Christ as my Lord and my Savior. If you try to enter into the sheepfold any other way, Jesus said you are a thief and a robber. We have people today in all churches who try to enter the sheepfold, but not to the door of repentance. You ask them, are you born again? Well, I'm this, I'm Pravoslav, I'm Catholic, I'm Pentecostal, I'm charismatic. How did you enter the sheepfold? The genuine way is the way of repentance and abhorrence of your past lifestyle. Acknowledging with all your heart, I walked on my own way. I did my own thing. I never truly, genuinely repented of all my sins, abhorred all my past, and gave my heart to Jesus Christ in repentance. The door to the sheepfold is the door of repentance from sins. And receiving Christ as your Lord and your Savior. When you genuinely do that by the convicting power of the Word of God and the Holy Ghost, God recreates your inner man. Your inner man is recreated by the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. That's what is called being born again. Hallelujah. John chapter 10. Any man, any woman, any person that tried to enter into the sheepfold any other way is a thief and a robber. In fact, in, in verse 9, the Lord Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The door of the sheep. Some people say, I'm Muslim. I'm Buddhist. I'm Hinduist. I'm that. I'm this. The devil knows the power of religion. And he created a million of them. More than a million of them. 
just to distract you from entering in by the right door. Hell has made so many doors that look alike. So it's, it's almost in, you can't even know exactly which door. Some people say, I have my own religion. I have my own doctrine. I have my own way. Yeah, that's your way, not God's way. Christ Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. If you will enter into the sheepfold, you must enter in through the door. If not, you are, you are lost. That's why the Lord said that very day. People said to me, oh, I, I did this for you. I did that in your name. I was a good person. I was a nice person. I was here. I was in that religion. And he said, I never know you. You depart from me, you that walk in iniquity. The door of salvation. The door. In fact, David said, open to me the door of salvation. I will enter in through it. The door of righteousness. The door of holiness. The door of truth. I am the door. By me, if you enter in, you shall be saved. You shall be born again. Hallelujah. And uh, in fact, if you know the story there in Matthew, Matthew 22 in the New Testament, the story of the wedding. Hallelujah. And it says, um, eh, 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 let's read that from verse, um, from verse 1. It says, and just as I said, I spoke unto them, say again by parable, and said, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and sent forth his servants to call them that we are bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made a light of it, went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them, shaved spitefully, and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wrought, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their cities. They said he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which we are bidden, we are not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as you shall find, bid to the wedding, to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. When the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. He said unto him, Friend, how comest thou in Hira, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Just imagine that. You know, in this setting, in these times, in that tradition, uh, when you come for the wedding, the king provides you the wedding robe, the wedding garment. To, then you enter into the wedding, wedding, uh, bank, wedding hall. But here in this case, the, one of the people that we are bidding, they don't care about, you know, going to the Room there, take up the wedding garment and put it on. He just think that uh, I do it my own way. And so he didn't take the wedding. Everybody comes in, they give you a wedding garment, put it on, go inside the banquet. Put the wedding, go inside the banquet. Put the wedding garment, go into the banquet. But this one said, oh, I don't care. I do it my own way. And here the king comes and says, hey, friend, you are here? How did you get in here? Why don't you? 
Why don't you take the garment? I have provided for everyone. And he was speechless. We can all be in the crowd. We can all think we are heading to heaven. We can all think we are serving the same God. We can all think we are in the same sheepfold. We have the same shepherd, but not having the wedding garment. The entrance into the sheepfold. Repentance from sin. Today is a strange thing to say in churches. It's a strange thing to tell anybody, have you repented of your sins? How come you say you're a Christian and you still live this way? How come you say you're a born-again believer and you still talk this way? How come you're still full of envy and jealousy and hatred and racism and all kinds of evil speaking and you say you have a Bible and you say you're a Christian, you say you're a born-again and you still have never changed? Where is the fruit of repentance? John cried and said, don't deceive yourself. Don't say we are Abraham's seed. You know, you have a religious covering, religious heritage. My father is a pastor. My mother is a preacher. And so I must be heading to heaven. No, no. I am Catholic. I'm Baptist. I am Anglican. No, no, no. Without having the wedding garment, without entering in by the door into the sheepfold. The trumpet sound and you are left behind. And you have even preachers and pastors today that never again mention the word repentance. Salvation. Being born again. Being a new creation. Turn away from your evil and turn to God. They give you confidence that you are heading to heaven when you and them are heading down to hell. Not having the wedding garment. In there in the book of Revelation, chapter 19, and from verse 7, it says, if I would go ahead and read them, um, um, and verse 6 says, And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Verse 7, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife had made herself ready. Who is the wife? The church. The church. The body of Christ. All the redeemed, all who have, look at that, have made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen. Clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. He said unto me, These are the true saints of God. You see, the, 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 the bride had made herself ready. How did she make herself ready? She has washed her cloth in the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness. When we repent from our sin, have a heartfelt remorse for what we have done wrong and ask for mercy and forgiveness. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Our garments are made clean by the blood of the Lamb. Enter in through the gate into the sheepfold. Enter in through the door, the door of repentance, the door of salvation, the door of forgiveness from all your sin. 
you become born again by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior and asking him to wash you in his blood and receive him as your shepherd and your Lord. The door of repentance is very, very important. It is the door in, by which we enter in to the sheepfold. And in fact, there in Hebrews chapter uh, uh, 6, it says, in uh, verse 1, it says, Therefore, living the principle of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of what? of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God. The foundation of repentance. Repentance is the foundation of the Christian faith. It is, it is the door into which we enter in. Repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ is the door we enter in. Many people shall say that day, I, I was a member of that church, I was a deacon, I was a deaconess. I was a priest, I was a pastor, I was a preacher, I was a bishop, I was a cardinal, I was a pope. And Christ said, did you enter in through the door? They said, which door? I was Baptist. I was private love. I served God all my life. I fasted, I prayed, I gave. I did many things in your name. And the Lord said, you never entered into the sheepfold through the door. The door of repentance, where you and I never count on what we have done for God. You don't earn salvation by your works. I will not enter heaven because I'm a preacher. God will not say, huh, why do you want me to get into heaven? Well, because I'm a preacher. Because I preached your word. That's not, the, that's not the reason why you enter heaven. You enter heaven because one day in your life, you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ preached to you. You heard how he died for our sins. You heard how he required that you and I repent from all our sins and give our life to him. And receive him as our Lord and Savior. And you willingly, knowingly gave your heart to Jesus Christ and say goodbye to my past. Then you are baptized. There are many people who say, I'm a Catholic. I'm, why? I'm baptized. Baptism doesn't mean you are saved. When you go and baptize little children, and they grow up saying, I'm that church, I'm this church. And they think they are already in the sheepfold. No, no. You must hear and receive the convicting power of the word of God that convicts your heart of your sins. You become naked and helpless before God. You know that you are on your way to hell. Unless you receive Christ as your Lord and your Savior, your church will never save you. Your bishop cannot save you. Your pope cannot save you. Nothing can save you. Only Jesus Christ can save. You must repent from your sins and be born again. And then enter in to the sheepfold and become a sheep. Of Jesus Christ and he become your shepherd your way is not his way today the Lord is calling you to repent of your sins and enter through the door to the sheepfold and become the sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ and then follow him every step of the way hallelujah now again I ask you today to think consider about joining us as a partner today and support and help us preach this word of God to the ends of the earth. May the Lord keep you and bless you and protect you from the wolves which are out there because God sent you as a sheep in the midst of wolves. Be blessed 
and be preserved by the power of his word and truth in Jesus' name. Jesus came to do one thing, and that is to bring the kingdom of God. The way this is accomplished in our lives is through the gift of salvation. Salvation is a free gift of grace. It means that a person is forgiven and freed from their sin, given a new life, will go to heaven when they die, and will one day be resurrected from the dead when Jesus comes to make all things new. To receive this gift of salvation, there's a couple key things. First, recognize you're a sinner, meaning your life is not aligned with God's purpose for you and that you do things that are wrong and evil, deserving of God's judgment. Second, recognize that you need a savior, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive and free you from your sins and to give you a new life. Third, turn from your life of sin and believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. You can pray a prayer like this. Father in heaven, I come before you today to turn from my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner and that I need a savior and Jesus is that savior. I believe he died for my sins and rose again to set me free so I can be in heaven with you when I die and one day rise again like Jesus did. I turn to you, Lord, and I turn from my sins and receive from you a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. For more resources on the next steps to take, check out our website, holyghost.cz, and visit the page, New Start, under the Seeking God section. Thank you for listening to the Arise and Shine podcast. Our prayer is that it encouraged, instructed, and uplifted you and pointed you to Jesus Christ. For more information about Pastor Festus, Oasis Church, and Holy Ghost Anti-Ministries International, visit our website, holyghost.cz. Be blessed.